0: Man of war, born to live forevermore, right to conquer every (music) shore. Good evening, listeners. Grandfather Nurgle invites you Into his glorious garden (laughs) Excuse me Somebody
1: get the Dettol
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good evening Ben How are you? I'm alright mate, how are you? I am well, I am well Apart from that slight cold My feet are freezing, it's freezing It is very cold, it is cold We've had a whole inch of snow Would you believe? Good evening, listeners. Um, it's great to have you with us. So uh, tonight, as ever, we will go onto the hobby desk. Ben and I spent some time discussing what we talk about. It's episode twenty, would you believe? And then the next day, Games Workshop be like, "Bam!" There's a load of stuff. So there's loads of things to talk about. We've seen Forge Bane, Vansar, Escher weapons deepkin the chaos blood bowl team we're gonna do a bit of a shout out to dark star and crosswords gaming club there's been an amazing x-wing tournament going on down at curtain games and and there's some wild stuff as well with outlands 2 and gaslands as well so yeah loads of stuff ben it will be a good fun to chat to you <laughs> looking forward man what do they need to do ben uh has something to do with getting a uh refreshment <laughs> grab some refreshments guys <laughs>
1: Hi guys, and welcome back to our 20th hobby desk, which is a bit weird, actually. (laughs) It's a long time. We've been doing this for a while now. Crazy. Um, it's been a bit of a busy week for me, um, getting my malign importance ready and, um, and entering it into Games Workshop Plymouth's malign importance competition. Um, and Dan has made a huge change, huge change. Took me a good hour to convince him to do it. Um, from blood to
0: pus. Blood to pus. <laughs> Very nice. I've built, I've built 30 plague bearers. But do you feel okay? Do you,
1: do you feel dirty,
0: Dan? <laughs> I do genuinely feel ill. <laughs> um,
1: they could be described as many things.
0: Yes. But, but attractive
1: is not one of them. No, they are. <laughs> it's minging. always, it's always hard to comment on someone's Nurgle models, isn't it?
0: Yeah. You, know to,
1: you can't go, oh it's beautiful but, uh,
0: Nicely painted <laughs> You just have to put disgusting <laughs> yeah. Or you can only ever write disgusting For anything Nurgle <laughs> Oh mate, that kit Is just ridiculous There's so many Nurglings in the kit What, on uh, the Plague Bearer ones? Yeah Really? Yeah, I think That's, you get sorry. at least I think you get a seven Seven per Per like kit Which is
1: how many? Ten <laughs> Ten right seven yeah. for ten. Yeah. Okay,
0: so that's pretty good. I thought oh. some of them are like swinging off guts. One of them's eating its own intestines. Oh. Another one's doing a handstand.
1: <laughs> they all just loincloth hanging over his head.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they all look really happy though. It's great. Yeah, that's... the best thing though is, and I said this to Brad. I was talking to Brad today. The thing I like the most about Nurgle at the moment is it the new. That new Nurgle bagpiper has got a set of Jolly Gut Pipes. <laughs> That's just brilliant. It's just the best <laughs> piece of war gear ever created. Jolly Gut Pipes. I tell you what, you'd get a set of bloody pipes from my guts. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably move on, actually. That's flipping weird. That's <laughs> just odd. Um... Yes, yeah, so I've built them. Um, I'm so I'll start painting them soon. I I've also got what else have I done? Oh yeah, that's right. I finished, pretty much finished my Blood secretor, the guy with a banner that appears is he, everywhere. Is he the guy who's very clearly overcompensating for something? Absolutely, he is. Yes. <laughs> um, so I finished him. I did want to mount him on a hundred and sixty mil base. Uh because he's got an air effect, but apparently that is cheating. Um so I didn't do that. And <laughs> um <laughs> Uh so he's he's done, apart from all the snowy stuff, which I'll do at some point when I get round to doing the army. And um my Blood Bowl Orcs, oh they're killing me. You know sometimes you get a project and you just it's like pulling teeth to try and finish it.
1: No yes i do of course i do
0: i i had um had a number that the the last year yeah well they're killing me man it's just ridiculous they're just awkward um but they'll be fine i think the problem was i expected them to be so super fast and when i woke up the next morning and they hadn't just finished themselves i was gutted <laughs> so so now it's like building up to it um yeah so i'm
1: yeah, just looking at one
0: now they're, they're, they're
1: Everything's so detailed nowadays. I've been, um, I've been looking over my, uh, Hero Quest and Space Crusade boxes as a project to do this year at some point. And my time estimates for them are so much less than my time estimates for anything that's been made this year.
0: <laughs> it's, um. Yeah, I know. It, it's, yeah. I did find actually, um, I also found my Chaos War Shrine that I'd misplaced, Your cha- which I'd actually paint. I've painted more on it than I thought I had done. What's your War Shrine? You know that thing that's being carried by the two sort of mutant ogre-sized oh, yeah. weird cr- things. I got one of them for my corner. There's armor. so many things in the Chaos range that I, ge- I genuinely forget
1: models from it.
0: Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I love it, mate. I so. There's just so much that I want to do for Chaos. It's unbelievable. Th- this week it was I was flicking through the iPad and I was looking at chariots. Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, it'd be cool to have free corn chariots." And um it would be cool to have free corn chariots. There's just I uh, yeah. There's no need no need to collect any of the other lesser armies. There's just so much Chaos stuff to do. It's brilliant. <laughs> So, um. So you better talk to us about your awesomeness, because you've flipping blown the internet apart this week with your <laughs> alpha tree on a base. You might as well have got a bonsai tree, really. If I'd had a bonsai
1: tree, I had a bonsai tree when I was in the army and I, I dropped it in the courtyard and uh, it died. I was gutted. Oh, ah, well, instantly. Kept... Well, within a matter of days, actually, all the leaves fell off and no matter what I did, I'd done a pretty good job. I'd grown it from a little seed. Um, and it died. Oh, it quite, it's quite—it's a sad story.
0: <laughs> but uh based on how your knowledge of flowers from my wedding, when you called um, a gerbera a gerbil flower, <laughs> are you sure it was a bonsai tree and not just like a dandelion? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was. It looked like a smile, anyway. <laughs> I wish I'd kept it now because, um, it would have made an awesome tree to go off a base. But, um, no, this one was basically a, a twig, a branch that I found that went in. Um, I've been trying to, I, I mean, anyone who's been listening to this for any amount of time will know that I've been trying to improve my basing. Um, I'm really happy with the basing on the Oryx. And I felt that on, uh, on what is essentially a centerpiece model, it needed to be something more, um, And what a lot of people do is raise things up, but then I wanted to frame him in some way, which is why I put the tree on. So he looks like he's coming through a forest rather than being on top of a forest. Um, and I think it, I think it came out
0: quite well. I'm really chuffed with that, that whole model, Dan. So you've got to be one, you did it so quickly as well. And it looks excellent. Well, I'm not
1: sure I did it quickly. I just had, I had a little bit of time to put,
0: to put into it. So prob- you realize though what you've done is like the basing equivalent of removing your gauntlet and throwing it at the feet of um substitute ben who we're now <laughs> calling Ben the base no, instead of substitute game ben ben is a ben. ben is a is a significantly better baser
1: than i am i've got some he's an inspiration actually and it, it's his it's his work on bases that has has driven a lot of my uh um a lot of my Efforts, as it were, um, yeah. No, that the More crusher probably took me in total thirty hours. So um, I was really putting the time into it. I was lucky to have some days
0: free to to get stuck in. Because um, you did, um, you did a lot of airbrushing on it, didn't you? On the actual beast himself, I did.
1: Uh, other than sort of edge highlighting, a few things and a few other bits bits and bobs on him um i had to do the spines by hand that took a while there's so many on them <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah no I, I did most of it with an airbrush because one of the things behind the Oracle army is to use the airbrush to do a lot of stuff with it so um all of the armor is mostly done or the base coating is done with the airbrush and i figured i'd have a shot with the war crusher so i'm really happy with how he turned out actually um, well nah, he does. He looks great. And then I, and then I, and then I turned on the internet like today and saw James Wapple's, um, Mercer miniatures dragon that he's <laughs> done with an airbrush. that's I was like, Oh my God. So <laughs> good. So mm. good. If, if you guys don't follow, um, uh, Mr. Wapple, you, you have to. He's, he's a prolific painter. Um, and he's very generous with his knowledge, isn't he, Dan? I mean, he, he's constantly doing live videos and you can go on there and talk to him and ask him questions and he'll answer and show you what he's doing. It's very, very good. Um, a well worth the time. In fact, I, I've woken up one morning, um, and then ended up lying in bed for three hours watching one of his videos on weathering tanks. <laughs> so, um, and I got quite a bit of stick for that. Um, but no it, yeah the whole army I'm really chuffed with and and that kind of rounds up what I need to do to be enter, able to enter the whole thing into um the final Malign points Com- uh, was that the last thing the the Well you only have to do you only have to do one of the three units to be able to enter it um, Ah right I'm going to try and do all three so this the five brutes which I've been working oh, yeah, I saw you'd
0: been working on
1: them. Um, the war boss, the the mega boss on foot. Um which interestingly is the whole is the model that got me into the army because it was it was David Soper's version of him that he entered into Golden Demon and and won with that um that opened my eyes to the to the iron jaws, I suppose that's the right way to say. It. Um so yeah, I'm quite excited to do him. I'll do him last, I think. He's huge. He's I love it. Absolutely brilliant. His axe is so big. <laughs> It's just it's just fantastic. So that's that's them. Um once I've done them and maybe a few ha- a few more Ard Boys are gonna move on to my Necromunda and Blood Bowl teams and get
0: them done. Mm. So um just while I'm thinking. So we said in the intro, and you said right at the beginning of this segment, this is episode twenty, which is pretty crazy really, isn't it? It's insane. Um 40 40 weeks ago the two nutters sat down together to start recording the podcast and um literally didn't have a clue what we were doing
1: <laughs> and we don't really anymore
0: i was gonna say <laughs> we haven't
1: got any I, better
0: <laughs> i don't know you you seem to know i i'm getting worse <laughs> I've, I've managed to delete more things and break more buttons and stuff the further we go on yeah so, we should anyway, do the reason I mentioned that <laughs> <laughs> pardon
1: we should do a, release a set of outtakes of you trying to get your thing to record.
0: <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. But um, the reason I mention that is I thought it'd be cool to look back and talk about what we've managed to paint in that time, or what we've, what we've done, because I know certainly for you, I know that just prior to us doing the podcast, you hadn't been particularly active in the hobby for quite a while. Yeah, no, I so, haven't. You've kind of knocked out comparatively a bucket load of stuff, I think I've painted more this year uh
1: this last you know twelve months than I have done in a very long time yeah. um i mean I suppose it started just before Christmas two thousand seventeen when i i got my um i got i sat down with those boxes of shrapnel and made the rogue trader marines yeah r t b o ones and did twenty five of those. And just caught the hubby bug again and then basically scratch built a rhino. An old old rhino repairing it. I hope to do an article on our blog about that because um wanted to finish painting it to be honest. Because everything from rebuilding the wires the the railings out of wires, it just took such a long time. Yeah, but, it, I caught, but It looks amazing. I caught the bug doing that and then oh what have we what have I painted over the last year? So a lot. Space Wolves? Yeah, a lot of Space Wolves. Um, so a squad of Blood Claws, a squad of Long Fangs. The, uh, I, one day I will remember the names for Primaris Marines. The guys that jump down from the sky and beat the crap out of everyone. Inceptors. Inceptors. Yeah, I did three of those. Um, I did rag- When did you do Logan? I did Logan was the first thing. It was on my hobby desk on episode one. And I was painting his chariot. Oh. Yeah, I painted him over Easter. So we were talking about the podcast, um, and getting ready to go to, um, Warhammer Fest, which is when, when really it was sort of set in stone, wasn't it? Yeah. When we were away doing that, that was when we kind of nailed our flag to the mast and said, yeah, we're going to have a shot at it. Um, so he, yeah, I just finished him episode one because I talked about how before I started painting him, I, I was a bit unsure about, it as a, as a whole thing, um, and as much as I still have a little bit, I, the model won me over. Frankly, I still irritated. And you have to finish Logan Grimnar, so I've just done it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's maybe something to do. Um, I think my highlight of two thousand and seventeen, or the first half of like, well, my my space wolf half
0: of this podcast so far, was was Ragnar Blackman. Question is though, Ben, why isn't his hair black? <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed, um, and which leads me on to um, still my favourite episode to make was, um, or favourite episode re- retrospectively yeah. it has got to be our chat with Tommy or my chat with Tommy. I love that um, because I suppose meeting the people that have inspired you is always going to have an impact, um, and his Ragnar Blackman did so much to encourage me to just get st- back, get mm. back into my space walls and really just go for it. Um, and then I've done your yeah. Necromunda gang, and, and
0: then oryx. my Orux, and your goblins.
1: When you list them off like Goblin that, it doesn't... goblins. S- oh yes, the fifty, 50 goblins. <laughs> when you list it off like that, it doesn't sound like very much, does it? Oh, I don't know. Oh no, I forget. I, I did all the Shade Spider gangs. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a quite quite yeah, a productive it's been year, good. really. Um. I, I must get the other two and do those because I really like those as well.
0: Yes, yes.
1: The um, the dwarves and the Skaven. People have been doing a fantastic job mm. with the with the dwarves. Oh, there's been some um, wonderful
0: ones. I think it's really nice because you with only with a smaller model count, you really can showcase it a bit. Yeah, you can, and I've noticed that. Just painting my oryx,
1: I put so much more time into each individual oryx in that in that box set than I did. Any of the ones I'm doing now, um, but then having said that, I learned a lot about painting oryx by mm. doing the Shades by a Box.
0: So, well, cool. I um, I've I've done a wide range and very diverse uh, year of of hobby, and used many different colours across a range <laughs> of colour palettes, and uh, not <laughs> at all just ploughed through red and brass. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I, I,
1: I've got to say I do admire your stay in Power because I'd struggle with
0: that. I really, really would. Do you not get bored I and found... want to paint something else? Um, no. I do get bored in a project of the project I'm on, but it does not, not I, I don't, like, I found my, like, when I was doing those Forge Fiends, I was like, oh, my goodness.
1: They were a bit oh, of a,
0: they were a sticky point were, for you, like, weren't you? But, um... But no, I, I'm quite happy painting. I think what's nice for me is I'm painting. I've got this image in my head, this collection that I want to see, and yeah. and I'm working towards it. And it's really nice to have quite a clear focus for a change um, of what I'm doing. So yeah, because it's been it's been it's been mad. I've what have I trying to remember? Well, work back. I finished the rhinos. That's what I was doing when we f- on the first nah, episode I was right. finishing yeah. the rhinos, wasn't yeah. I? So I did those. I have done the two skull cannons because that's when um Captain Subassembly made his appearance. <laughs> was when we <laughs> yeah. were talking about those. Yeah. Um so that that was good. I finished some more blood letters. I know I w- I had a few when we started, but I painted another 16 um since we started. I painted three hell brutes recently. Fairly recently. The Forge Fiends before that, they were like the the really long took ages one. Um Demon Prince? Demon Prince. And all those yep. champions as well. Oh yeah, those champion dudes that I did for moment before we went away. I think that's it. And so then that your blood like either. Uh, and the blood secretar, yeah.
1: You started a fair few things as well, so you did your Nurgle you started the Few of the Shadespire things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did start them. Oh, and I also built the hobby room. That was yeah. a big that was a big gap in the middle. Um yeah. of creating creating hobby hobby land in my house. So I think it's it's quite nice to look back, I I think. And um I
1: said to Joe a couple of months ago, I'd love to get everything out I painted this year and put it on a table and have a look at it. Mm. Because I remember pa- posting something. Um, it was a picture of of a Harlequin. I don't know what they're called. The, the, the Shadow Seer or something like that. Um, but they're, they're um, psychers. And um, I yeah. painted it a long time ago and I did a quite a good job on it. I thought it's one of the best models I'd painted up until that point. And I posted it and I said something like, I'm really gutted that in the years between then and now i haven't really improved
0: oh yes i remember yeah
1: um and i was really frustrated by that and yet now um i really feel over the last four months i've made sort of strides forward i suppose yeah. um, starting with ragnar blackman i suppose I felt well like... you've
0: tried different things as well haven't you so weathering is something you've done for the first time in this period and the airbrush is something you've done for the first time in this period and the basing is stuff that you've done for the first time and so uh, glazing I've done And a lot. glazing oh, so yes. not only are you painting consistently so or constantly so your your brush control will naturally improve you're also adding things to your repertoire, aren't you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it feels, it feels nice being able to look back and over. I know a lot of people have had this conversation at New Year's, but it didn't feel right in New Year's. I don't think mm. for us, it felt right for this episode. Um, cause I think the podcast, one of my things I'm happiest about is, uh, is starting this podcast because actually, you know, it's almost been a bit of a record of the things that we've done. Oh. In a weird kind of way. And, um, and because of that, we can look back and, and I can look at my long fangs, which at the time I was super chuffed about. And I'm a bit now looking at them thinking, hmm, I could have done that better. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good way of, yeah. um, I think everyone should, uh, sit down every now and again and have a little bit of a reflect and, and criticize themselves a little bit and say, oh, I could have done that better, but also mainly look back and think, look how far I've come in this time, because um, looking at your first model you've ever made, and and the most recent is a is a good way of kind of looking at your overall journey, but sometimes you can see a big difference in the first and last model you've painted in a unit. Yes. If, if you're trying something new.
0: I was going to say, yeah, particularly if you're trying something new and, and trying to m- move forward with it.
1: Because you're... Um, Your Goliaths was the first time I used different coloured glazes to get effects, um, particularly where the pipes were going into their skin. I tried some glazes to make it look sore and a bit um, inflamed. Um, But the first model I did was nowhere near as good as the one I did at the end, and I'm not going to tell you which one I did first (laughs) which one I did.
0: (laughs) But um, yeah,
1: so here's to keep on pushing ourselves.
0: Yeah, and as for games, not that we're going to go into all the games, but... I don't know about you but I've played more games in the last 12 months than I think I've played since I was about 16. Yeah. And I'm Tr- not exaggerating. I, I I genuinely think in the last 12 months I've played more than I played in the 10 years prior. Yeah. Discounting introductory games.
1: I think it's an interesting
0: isn't it because and I've loved it. I, I know I've taken my foot off the pedal.
1: I mean how are you keeping
0: up with your one a week? Oh yeah, smashing that. Still. Um but although to be fair, the only reason is I I did so many in January.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I I was so far ahead. By week 4, I think I'd played 13 games. Well, we had Tenebris. That so <laughs> really helped. Cuz we had it? Tenebris. <laughs> yeah. I have played a couple of times recently, but not as much. Um my own gaming table at home is out of action at the moment just because we're decorating another room so some of the stuff from that room is sat on the table. Yeah. Um and also my time has been harder to grasp of re- of late due to due to work commitments. So it has been a bit more difficult, but I am still definitely doing the one and one a week. Yeah. If you average it out. Um I I find myself thinking could I, I could play a game or i could paint and i i just paint see see it's interesting you should say that because that is exactly where i was certainly beginning of last year and even the year before that i can remember i can, I can really remember prior to before age of sigma came out it was um and we would constantly arrange a game. And then I actually, ironically, I did it this week, but that's because of the gaming table behind me. But, and I'd be like, Oh, well, actually, can we just paint? Can we just? And then I look back and I was like, I never play anything. Yeah. And actually it's good. Well, it depends. Everybody's hobbies individual, but I find for me that gaming, it is, it's that mix. It's like putting a new unit on the table motivates me for gaming. So yeah. where the painting is motivating the gaming. And equally, playing some games, I get excited and it motivates me to do some painting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because you want, especially with you, you you'll theory hammer a, a list out and then go out and
0: buy three dreadnoughts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, when you say theory hammer a list out, I'll watch an episode of Tabletop Tactics and go <laughs> out and buy three dreadnoughts. Yeah.
1: Well, matey, I think... um I think it's time to move on to
0: um Galaxy of War. Well, my lovely wife bought me, in the middle of that, some refreshments. Uh And I've just finished drinking this cup of coffee, so it's definitely time to stop. <laughs> so I can fill it up again and go into, <laughs> into the Galaxy of War, where things are blacker than the coffee I shall drink. <laughs> Guys... We'll see you in the grim darkness of the far... Well, actually, in just a minute. (laughs) Cheers, guys. (laughs) Welcome back, listeners. I suppose this would be a good time to mention the pod, which I've forgotten because I was too busy laughing about Grandfather Nurgle's garden. <laughs> so um, that'd be quite a squelch and a splash when the pod hits the garden. Better not land on any of my pretty flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, Galaxy of War. What a flipping tide of awesome um, has come. It's hard out, to know where the start, or isn't is it? coming out. <laughs> It is hard to know where to start. I'm going to start, because I often do, um, and I'm going to talk about the cool new scenery that's lurking in that video. Oh, Kill Teams, definitely. Mate! Oh, I'm so excited. It looks so good.
1: I had to double take, because um, I thought it was new, but then I thought oh, sometimes Games Workshop does gets their hobby team involved, and they can make something out of other kits. But then when you pointed it out, I was like, oh, that, it must be new then. It's really good, isn't it? Have you noticed how the floors are bigger? So they've actually got floor sections. No. Rather, yeah, yeah. So the, the floor sections appear to be bigger. Um, so you can actually have like decent floors on levels. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Not that I need any more terrain because I haven't really sat down and built the, my city fight terrain at all. So,
0: um, it's interesting you should mention that because I have been. Uh rearranging, organizing, clearing out, and sort of condensing down all the stuff in my hobby room. Yep. Because I really, really like that scenery, and I really feel like I want to do some scenery. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the scenery. And But if I'm going to build scenery, I need space to keep the scenery when it's done. Yep, that age-old so, problem. So, yeah, <laughs> that age-old problem. I just put the video on, so that we we. <laughs> we've either the listeners have just heard sort of the slight intro to the video or because you're very very skilled you've edited it out um the sound of it stopped oh those floors are big aren't they
1: yeah they're much bigger
0: oh that's good much much bigger like that
1: so that's something to be excited about and i'm also excited about kill teams because i'm excited about the fact that you can dabble in an army without going all all in if you see what I mean. A bit like Shades by a, um, I can buy a pack of dwarves with no current intention of, of playing Fire Slayers, but having a go at painting some, um, and then being happy with my four, my four Fire Slayers and playing them in a game. It's the same with kill teams. I mean, you were talking last week about having Tau. You had a Tau kill team. It was mostly drones and I, I remember you doing them and for me that's really exciting because it gives me a chance to make a kill team out of the bits I have sort of amassed from other armies without feeling like i need to collect an army of it or having a smaller goal do you see what i mean
0: yeah yeah absolutely so what have you got have you got a thought on what you'd like to do as a first kill team oh i don't know that's that's not (laughs) space yeah it would be cool you know i mean like because you've just said it'll be good because you can try something different well i've
1: got i've got a bit of sisters of battle uh, the Metal Sisters of oh, Battle. Yeah. I've got
0: a Legion of the Damned
1: yeah. squad kicking around.
0: Oh, that's a good. Idea.
1: Um, I've got some odds and sods of 40k orcs ranging from second edition all the way up to, um, Black Reach. So I could do a bit of that. I have got some. Oh, oh. I've got some tower kicking around. Oh. I've got a, I've got a that's fair a- bit of chaos, if I'm being honest. Um, that I've. Of course, of that course. That just comes from other box sets, like, um, a dark Imperium and the one before it, who our name is always keep forgetting. What's the one before it, Dan? Dark Vengeance? Dark Vengeance. Just Dark something. Just add a word on Dark Vengeance Imperium. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a guard. Should- I could do a guard, but then I've got every intention yeah. of making a guard army at some point. Are you just listing every army? Well, pretty much, because when you've been yeah. doing it for a, a while and you're a hoarder like me, I, I can't throw stuff away. I've got squats. I've got some old squats. I could do a squat kill team. Do <laughs> I bet they'll do a squat kill team, you know. That would be wicked. It would be wicked to see be, Kill Team played a little bit like them doing box sets, a little bit like Shadespire. Well,
0: it's interesting, isn't it? Because it says at the end that it's gonna have fully supported Yeah. Um organised play. Yeah. So that's interesting. It is, isn't it? Um I would love to do I was sitting here and I was thinking, oh, I'm just gonna do corn. And then everyone's going to laugh because it's like, yeah, he could do something different, but he's doing corn. But actually, Black Legion. Yeah, I was thinking. That's what I You like could do,
1: do another Chaos really thing, go... couldn't you? With Zinch
0: or Slanesh or something.
1: as the start of your next part of your army.
0: Yeah. But I, 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 what I like about Black Legion is the idea, and I have spoken a bit about this before when I talked about the Black Legion, but in the, in the novels, the Talon of Horus, novel and black legion novel they talk about how within the squad there's like a dude that likes nurgle and another one that's more zinch and all of that yeah and i love the idea of doing a kill team to represent that a bit and just converting them so not not so you've like clearly got this guy's a corn berserker this guy's something, but you know have it so that your Black Legion guy that's clearly into corn is, is, is more dynamic and, like, leaping forward. and Yeah. And then have another one which is not, like, rotten and there's guts coming out, but his weapons are that bit more sort of worn and scuffed paint, you know, maybe, like, a little bit of a, you know, pus coming out of somewhere or whatever, but just subtle. So when you look at them from a distance, they just look like a cool, nice-looking black legion squad but when you look a bit closer you could tell like that one's corn that one's Nerf, yeah or, yeah i really like that idea um and do a kill team that way which would be cool because it would start me off because one day i need to tie all these separate gods together by creating a massive black legion army oh my days that, that so basically if i've got three thousand well i haven't i've got more than that so say i've got five thousand points of each god then i'd need the same again, but added together of Black Legion, wouldn't I? So basically, when, when we're 50... So 20,000 points of Black Legion. Episode, episode 700. Done. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be amazing. That'd be interesting. But anyway, that's for the future. That's got nothing... 20,000 point armies have got nothing to do with Kill Team. No, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so, yes, Kill Team. Quite an
1: exciting thing, isn't it? What is? Kill Team. I think it's really exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, and I liked the previous iteration of it. Yes,
0: me too. Then, of course, there is Forge Bean. Yes, Forge. With the knight, what is it called? The knight armiger? Yes. Which is, I can't decide whether it's smaller than I thought or bigger than I thought, which is a bit of an odd thing to say. I think initially I thought it was going to be really big. Then I found out it wasn't really big. And I thought, oh, it's really small. But then today, a picture has come out of it next to a primary, between a Primaris Marine and a Knight. Yeah, it's pretty big, dude. It's not, and it is pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably about the same height as a Redemptor
1: Dreadnought. Yeah, I I yeah, really so like that's them. cool. I really like that box set. Um, I'm, it's really cool to see a box set that's got some new that isn't Space Marines and Orcs or Space Marines and something and whatever. Space Marines and Chaos is the flavour of the last two, but I think it's really cool to have those. Other box sets, because that's got the rule set in. If you notice, it's got like the cardboard folded rules. It hasn't got the rule book, but it's certainly got, um, a rule set in. So you could, you could use that as a entry point into the hobby as well, if you wanted. Um, oh yeah. But it's, it's a cool thing that they are using those box sets to drive forward the narrative. So they've talked about, um, there's going to be stuff in there in the, in the kind of background book that drives forward the narratives in the same way as they did with the Death Watch one. Which was the yep. creation of the God of Death effectively, um, which you didn't really realize until afterwards and looking back retrospectively how important that was. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Um, I know Ben Chambers, Ben the bass is going to be almost certainly picking that up, I should think. Um, so I'd be interested to hear what his thoughts are when he gets it. Um, although he's working on his, his golden demon entry at the moment, isn't he? He is. Yeah.
0: Yeah there's a there's a they they've introduced a new substance that holds back that, like can hold back the warp that's what they're fighting over. Yeah. don't ask me what it's called black something black rock I mean we were talking about this earlier I mean I'd love to get that box
1: um but the only thing in it that I I'm really keen to get hold of is the knights and it's not that I don't like the adeptus mechanicus I love them I think the models are fantastic they're not quite how I imagine the scutarii. um I I much I have a the uh, image in my mind from uh, Titanicus the book. Yeah with yeah. With the kind of slightly tribal feathers and a bit weird looking um could easily go toe to toe in close combat with the space marine kind of guys. <laughs> um yeah. I like I kind of have that picture in my mind still because that book was phenomenal. Um but I still like them nonetheless. But I don't want a box of Necrons and a box of Adeptus that are going to sit on my shelf for five years. Um,
0: but I'm really excited by it as a box set. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really cool. And I really like the sound of the background that's going on. Like you said, it's nice to see some new miniatures. Yeah. Um, really hoping Dan he's going to pick up Necrons to finally get into 40k, stop hanging around in the mortal realms, um, crying over the death of the Wood Elves. <laughs> so... so i'm hoping he would get that i'm gonna try and Um, pick up the rule book split it with ben from it on ebay or something oh it's just to read the rules well i'm sure you'll find that on the bits websites mate they'll be flipping loads of them going that's a good idea actually but um yeah really nice not uh not for me because there's nothing wibbly enough in there (laughs) (laughs) although the tech briefs pretty wibbly but
1: necrons are something which i don't have many of i've got an old special edition lord that was for an event in Games Workshop. I've, I've got somewhere and I can't find it. Um, a little plate where they're dissecting a scarab, which was a limited edition thing that they did in the Games Workshop Oh, event. Have
0: you really got one of those? That's
1: amazing. I do definitely have it. I cannot find it though. Um, I will find it because I really want to, <laughs> I really want to get it out and paint it and turn it into an objective marker. Um, but other than that, I haven't got any. Oh, I've got the androids from Space Crusade, <laughs> which is like their first iteration of them. But, um, other than. <laughs> so, um, let's move from things that will be in the future to things that are kind of already here
0: or are already here. The Tau. Have you, uh, have you been reading about them? Um, I've seen a couple of Tacticas. I haven't, I haven't read enough. Unfortunately, like, I, <laughs> I was thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'll read up on these things and be a bit diverse because we do do a podcast and then I was like, well, they're not very chaos, are they? <laughs> and that was that.
1: <laughs> so there's um there's a lot that is expected of the tower in there and there's a lot which is quite cool and new. Um, so they've gone with the same thing that they've done for all of them which is to have factions. Um, so the first like, enclave is in the book, for example, along with a couple of other factions, so they've each got their own rules to make them slightly different, yep. just like the others. Um, other codexes, that is. Um, and I really like them. I really like the differences they've made for them. So, like, the Firesight Enclave is a—it's quite close quarter. Not in a sense that it's hand-hand combat but it is... Um, I can't remember the rule off the top of my head, but it, it allows them to basically utilise their weapons in a closer range or something like that. Um, which I really liked... As a, as a way of sort of changing the dynamic of a, of a tower army. Um, although it's interesting because it made me think of something that quite often comes up when I'm talking to people about tournaments and stuff is if someone's going to play a Farsight Enclave rule set, should they paint their army as a sight Enclave? Which is quite interesting. Um, and a different, difficult one as a hobbyist for me to reconcile because there's a huge part of me I think that people should just be able to paint whatever the hell they want in whatever colors they want. Um, but equally, it it is really irritating when somebody puts down their army on the table and they've made no effort to model what their rule set is, if that makes any sense. So.
0: Yeah, it does. I.
1: Creating a stealth army where they don't look at all stealthy, for example. Um, and they're just using that rule set because it gives them the best bonuses. It's, I think it's, I think it's an interesting one. And it, it, Games Workshop have tried to answer it by saying, no, actually, if you want to play Farsight Enclave, you, you will need to paint your army. As a light like Enclave
0: Army. I mean, for me personally, I don't like that. I don't like the idea that you have to paint it like that. And I The reason I don't like that is because the 40k universe is massive and it's really diverse. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for coming up with your own background or your own ideas and then but then looking within the rules as they stand to represent those um i think what's important is that your opponent needs to understand what he's playing against so it's about that conversation if you turn up with some imperial fists and then you use the ultramarine uh chapter tactics or what have you whatever they're called now um you know, confusion is likely to take hold mm. um, unless you make it really clear at the outset, and you have some backstory for for why why you've um you've done it that way. Um, but so, because I remember I was always big into this idea of like if you if you did it, say you did um say you made your own chapter and you wanted a chapter master, why not use Marnius Calgar's rules? As long as your model represents what he's like. Yeah. You know, so he's he's got two power fists and all, I think I think that's cool. Yeah. Really cool. And that yeah, it is back to the conversation because again, you know, there's I <laughs> people will disagree with this, but that's fine. People can don't have to all agree with everything I say, uh, apart from the thing about chaos being the best, obviously. But, <laughs> um But if if you want to take if you are really into the competitive side of the game, right? You you want that's why you play. That's your thing, that's your hobby. Um and you'll go into events and you think, for example, that the uh Imperial Fist chapter tactics are by far and away the best, and they're what you want to play with. But actually you really like painting bright blue. Then then paint your models bright blue. Use those chapter tactics and just explain to your opponent what you're doing because it's your hobby. It is your hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, now personally, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to necessarily play against that because I like imperial fists and it would be, uh, you know, I, I think it's important to have rules that go along with your narrative, yeah. and your models look like they go along with your narrative. But equally, I wouldn't be turning up to super competitive tournament event because that's not why I'm into the hobby. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, And it
1: would be embarrassing so, for everybody.
0: Well, It would, <laughs> 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 it would be horrendously embarrassing, yes. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, fairly long thoughts on that, but I just think it's important because a few things have come out like that recently. and Yeah, I, they have. I just think the key thing is you've got to have a chat with your opponent, understand what you both want from the game, and make sure, you know, it is not appropriate to paint your models in a different way to deliberately confuse your enemy. Or your enemy. Your opponent. <laughs> Unless you're an Alpha Legion player, in which case they completely fair.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do agree, and I think it all comes down to that hobby contract, doesn't it? When you're setting up to play a game, and, and outlining for, right from the start, what the ground rules are, and how are you going to play this, that, and the other? Yeah. So I've um I've looked up the Firesight Unclosed because my memory's appalling. Um, So re-roll wound rolls of one for any shooting attack on an enemy unit that is within six, which is pretty good. Yeah. So it encourages you to get right up close and personal. And Firesight is uh, dirty as ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do like the Tau, they are.
1: Yeah, every time they release something to do with the Tau, I, I have to really marshal my willpower not to go out and buy a riptide and a ton of crisis suits because i I think they're
0: wicked (laughs) yeah they're brilliant Uh, and i i must admit of all of the other armies the lesser forces of the 41st millennium (laughs) they are probably they are right up there on my list of ones i'd like to do yeah um, for me it's because they're so different that i find them so attractive as a as an army
1: Mm. so um i think i'd like to quickly mention before we sign off on mortal realms um, there has been a few, uh, Necromunda things come out recently that I
0: just want to get excited about. Um, yeah, I was going to say, when you said just now about talking about the tower, I was like, well, hang on a minute. You haven't spoken about... I, I was amazed by the self control. <laughs> the Vansar are so nice, mate. It's ridiculous. They're awesome,
1: aren't they? What did I say to you? I've said it every time we talk about Necromunda. I hated the Vansar before. I would never have thought of buying a unit of them. I'd buy a a dozen boxes of the new ones and make an army out of them. I think they're flipping wicked. I absolutely love them. I really do. They're so dynamic, so high-tech. They're amazing, aren't they? They're they're almost like pushing the boundaries of what actually is 40k. Yeah, yeah. What's What sort of is normal in technology-wise for 40k? Are there going to be groups of people that have got technology that we might see on something like star trek or star wars or something rather than you know the the escher or the goliath which is very clearly and obviously 40k um i really like it I, it's one of the things i love about necromunda is how fresh and exciting everything that they're doing is they've taken something they're clearly vansar you look at them and somebody's you know somebody came back into necromunda they look at them and go oh, they must be the vansar um and they're so different Everything they're doing is so different. The Vesha and the Goliath and the all looks it all looks so different. I love it. Absolutely love it.
0: Um, I, I, Van, dude with a shield, man. Yeah, I know. The shield's great, isn't it? Van Salm are the ones I quite like the idea of doing, and they really do look great. I've got a little bit of a hankering for Necromunda at the moment, I must admit. Like, but I, I would, I, I'm quite excited about playing it as the board gate, the sort of 2D. Yeah. It's funny you should
1: say that, because there's a lot of people I've been talking to recently about it who feel exactly the same, that actually they like being able to have the option to play their gangs on that board game, and yet it was something that people hammered when they first saw. Oh, why is it a board? Why is it on tiles? Why is it not got 3D scenery on? You can play it on 3D scenery, but actually that is quite an effort. It's a lot more scenery than a lot of other games, and, um, and it's nice to be able to just get it out and play it on the board as an option. So, uh, it's exciting. I I have a bit of a hankering for it at the moment as well, but it's unfortunately Hendy Badger of um, tabletops, Tales of Tabletop Skoanshire has been a, a bit unwell, so he hasn't been able to travel, and I was hoping to play a game against him and really get
0: excited about it. Um, I think he's selling off that big load of scenery he's got as well. Is he really? I'm sure I saw that. That would surprise me. If he is, I'm buying a lot of it. <laughs> Well, I'd be careful about saying stuff like that, mate, because I am convinced, convinced that I've seen seen that up on. Because I remember thinking myself, I quite fancied Kate, because
1: he's made a damn good job of that.
0: Yeah, look, look, really good, and there was loads of it. So. Oh, I'm all excited about that. <laughs> I'm half. stop
1: the podcast, <laughs> I'm going on <off> Facebook. <laughs> so, and um, and not only have we got that, but we've got um the weapon sets for Escher, and um yeah i've been sort of following the groups on this because people are as ever there's some some reason at the moment it seems to be the in thing to just whinge about everything so rather than going oh cool there's
0: three what do you mean at the moment Oh, i know
1: yeah rather than going oh look that's really cool there's three escher weapon sets it's like people are why is there only three why is there three escher weapon sets and not some for the others it's not not as if they're not going to do the others and it's not it's not as if they're not going to keep adding to the others Andy Hoare said that the guy who was sculpting them got so excited he made so many of them and then given the option between not making all of them and making all of them, he chose to make all of them um, so now, <laughs> now there's a ton of options fresher and I don't see the problem with that, I think that's wicked and I, I'm really excited that Games Workshop have the production capacity that a designer can come back with a table full of sculpts and their lead designer can go let's make them all Rather than, you have to
0: pick ten of your favourites. So, To be honest, dude, there's an awful lot of people that when they wake up in the morning, you know like when you get up and you sort of naturally go to wherever, whichever side of the bed you need to get out, (laughs) you want to get out. They need to stop and get the flipping heck out of the other side. (laughs) Because it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But there we go. Or move their bed against a wall. So they can only get out on the side where they look at something and think... Why is that cool rather than what is wrong with that? Yeah. That's my bit of, that's, you know, it's my, <laughs> that's
1: my him. That's your life coaching for the episode.
0: <laughs> that's my life coaching, yeah. Alexander Glitterskaven. You can add that and put that in one of his books. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Dan says, move your bed against the wall so you can only get out of the bed on the good side. So um, Necromander is super
1: exciting Um, at the moment. Uh, God, it feels like there's so much stuff. Have we talked about
0: everything for 40k? I know we've had a Probably bit of a not. whistle top,
1: Whist- whistle top, whistle stop.
0: <laughs> I just can't wait. I, the p- trouble is, the only problem is talking about getting out of the bed on the right side. And here I go. The problem is, though, when are they going to do something for chaos? Oh, get on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, my friend, shall we go to the mortal realms? No, I think so. dudes grab some refreshment
1: (laughs) do you think you're laboring that a bit now
0: (laughs) yeah i am really i'll stop i'll I'll stop and then people will starve and then they'll complain maybe the next one we should just do no breaks we'll just just do solid uh, and then people will realise what they're missing. Yeah, but you know
1: why we do breaks? Because we bugger up things so much that we can't edit the whole thing. If we lose the whole file... Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right,
0: yes. If you, you don't save you do. the yeah, whole let's, file... Let's not do that. We've broken it down to do mitigate that. for your audacity and competence. <laughs> Me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, on that insult, guys, we shall go to the Mortal Realms because... In there, Ben is the incompetent one.
1: Ooh, ooh. Oh ben!
0: Ben.
1: Hi guys, uh and we're back in the Mortal Realms for the twentieth incarnation of
0: listening to Dan Rant about how good chaos is. Well, it's taken 20 episodes. If not, if everybody isn't collecting chaos by now, then there's no talent. some people, is there? <laughs> so how, I don't
1: know if you've been following the, um, Beline portents, uh, narrative, Dan. Um, have you? Uh, no. No. So I thought you might like to know that, um, Corgus Cool is that the name of the dude? Yeah. And the, um, yeah, him. So he had got this massive red orb and the uh the stormcast has been keeping it so that all of the chaos on there were fighting amongst each other so they couldn't gain dominance, but somehow he managed to gain dominance and it was hurtling towards the mortal realms um to smash it or do whatever they were going to do from it but uh in the last week we uh we managed to activate one of the cannons on the on the uh firestorm plateau. Um, which was a Chroma something cannon, but effectively a time cannon, and shot it at the red orb, and now it's thrown it back to where they were all fighting amongst each other. So we foiled your filthy corn in their dastardly plans. So now we can focus on the real problem, which is go down and crotch-punch Nagash until his hat falls off.
0: <laughs> well, what need is there for me to follow the story when I can get a rundown like that? I know, right? Do you know what is amazing? I'm going to bring... Right, I bring this up before. I'll bring it up again, I'm sure. 20 episodes on. What a difference. You're <laughs> telling me about the narrative. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. I'm
1: I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that when this is all done, they, they're going to piece it together and and write a book about it. Mm. So, because um, that, that, you know, that orb, I didn't really... Quite get what it was, but a, a moon like thing, a, a a body of some description that was fl- hurtling towards everything. Um, that would have been pretty sucky if, um, if the good or the people with common sense hadn't chosen <laughs> the right path to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there we go. It's, it's, it's wicked. Yeah. And now we're this week, um, I've entered all of my painting into trying my, Supporting the action of going down and fighting Nagash on his doorstep. So, um, I hope you're ready, big dude, because, uh, the wire is on its way because we can't have death ruling. I'm sorry. That cannot happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to give you a crump in. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, um, more, um, my importance, um, which I've been using my painting things to guide rather than, than uh, playing any games, because I just haven't been able to organise one, which is a real shame, because
0: I'm, I'm quite keen to use the little rule set. Dude, this is amazing. Not that I'm not listening to what you're saying, obviously, because I, I diligently listen to every word. Um, however, just reading through the uh, a stitch in time, the Dread Solstice Week 4, Yeah, it, yeah. it is amazing, is, isn't it? This week yeah. in Dread Solstice, you are faced with a dilemma that troubles us all at some point in life. How do I deal with a gigantic hell orb full of cornate warriors that want to slaughter me, my friends, and everyone I love? <laughs> 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 I love this stuff. And it's a, a chronomantic cannon. It's just yeah. absurd. <laughs> it's so absurd. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love the more rounds, man. And talking of games fine. anyway, we're meeting up soon, aren't we? The fifth of fourth or fifth of April, dunno. One of those.
1: Fourth or fifth of April, yeah. Fourth or fifth of April.
0: We're um we're meeting up with um some friends from Games Workshop. And we'll be playing some Age of Sigmar there. So you'll get some games. Yep. So that's good. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah.
1: I I might um see if I can get my um War is it all done to bring it in because I don't think they've got one painted oh that'd be cool, wouldn't it that'd be good? That's something I forgot for the hobby desk, yeah, I managed to manage to get my hands on one of those, which I've loved that thing, I was ever there since I
0: saw it I was there I the know. day that Ben fell
1: <laughs> no the the, be, the the day that that uh that Joe looked at it and went, yeah, that's pretty cool, you can have that it's amazing <laughs> so um. Yeah, we got those games to play. Absolutely. Um really excited by yep. it. We should have a decent sized oracle force as well for that. So um again, we've been absolutely face palmed with um coolness with with releases for this, haven't we? So I I think the thing that really I thought where do you start? So <laughs> you've got let's go through as a summary. We've got um the Chaos Blood Bowl team. Let's start with that because you're really excited about that, aren't you? Yeah, and it's a wicked team. Yeah, it really is with the with the speed of the uh, of the beastman, and those big, massive, like <laughs> not homoerotic at all, half naked <laughs> chaos dudes, um, which I'm they're guessing they're blockers.
0: They, they they
1: yeah they'd be they great look like The Man anything. of War band,
0: yes. <laughs> Yes, they do. With armor on. Men of war. (laughs) Born to live forevermore. Right to conquer every (laughs) shore. Sorry. I just had to throw that in there. Because I've not sung anything for a few episodes. I know. (laughs) I'll cut that out and put it at the start for you. (laughs) (laughs) That would be
1: So they're really exciting, man.
0: I th- I th- they're ace. And, and what I really like about them is I really like the Minotaur, and now I feel like there's a reason to get one. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I love the fact they're still working on Blood Bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago we had the Elves. So, I no. mean, they're being supported. It's been supported really well. Um, I'd like to see them do some odd job models for it, though. like um,
0: Like referees and cheerleaders and. Yeah, cheerleaders would be cool. They did some um, referees that were limited, didn't they? Yeah, Remember, they did the goblin. And... Oh, and they're bringing yeah. back the magazine, Spike Magazine.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. That's so exciting. That's going to be wicked. Because I hope, I hope the the magazine is done in the same sense of humor as the whole thing. Because oh, well, I, I, do it, enjoy his blood Bowl. I do enjoy it.
0: I do enjoy it. It's excellent.
1: I mean, um, will you pick up a Chaos Blood Bowl team?
0: Will the sun rise tomorrow? <laughs> I thought you might. It's interesting actually... because, um, for those that I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I'm on a bit of a, uh, a miniatures purchasing hiatus at the moment while I try and actually make some progress on my backlog. Um which is really helping because there's loads of cool stuff coming out at the moment. And otherwise I would just be flipping, spending money like water. Well, well, the money that I've got. So um that is helping a lot. And I am starting to get through some stuff. But this Blood Bowl team. Oh, thing is, I'm doing Orcs. And the only reason I'm doing Orcs for Blood Bowl is because when I started doing Blood Bowl, the chaos, there wasn't the Chaos team. Yeah. So now I want to do the Chaos Team. It looks really good. But you can have more than one team, dude. Well, yeah, I know that. I know that. And the thing is with Blood Bowl as well, if it's like the other teams, they're, they, I think they're about £20, aren't they? The yeah, teams. I think that's, really that's pretty good. reasonable. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, that is likely to happen. It is fair to say. So, so yeah. where next? So,
1: Shade Spire. Shade Spire next. Okay. So they have um, they've previewed um, the the two new Shadespire by warbands. So you've got the the second stormcast one, which is the, uh, the 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 ranged one with three dudes in that one, and the chaos more heavily armoured
0: chaos dudes. The more heavily armoured chaos dudes and the ranged ones. Yeah. That is why people listen to this podcast for in-depth, detailed review. <laughs> 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 so it's the Fast Riders, which are the Stormcast the Eternals based on the Vanguard Chamber. So, um, they're the ones with, um, like the little mini crossbows. So you were right. They are the ranged ones. And Magor's Fiends are the Corn bound, the armored ones. Both that's of these, what I said. yeah, it's exactly what you said. Both of these so were the,
1: range, the ranged ones and the heavily armored corn ones. I mean, yeah, yeah excellent. No different
0: I, I, just it, I just like the sound of my own voice, so I thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so both of them were were featured in some of the artwork from the original book. So not yeah. a surprise to see them, but nice to see them nonetheless. Um, and what's <laughs> think... really exciting now is that's all of the ones from the art. Yes, yeah, so in I was the first to, box yeah. set. That was about to say. So now, from now on out, we're, it's a, it's
1: anyone's guess, isn't it? Yeah. I think both of these new gangs are extremely interesting. So you've got a ranged unit for the first time, I think. I can't think of another unit that is ranged apart from the Chaos dude who can throw his weapon. Mm. I can't think of anyone else unless the Skaven have got one, but I haven't really looked into the Skaven yet. But, um, it's the first ranged unit, isn't it? So theoretically, you can sit on your back edge and just go for it. Um, so probably going to see a lot more people planning on taking cover and using those those blocked hexes a bit more. Um, I think it's going to change the dynamic of the game quite a lot. But you know, chaos have also added a new thing in. So the chaos war band is uh, is three dudes and a and a bloodhound, warhound, cornhound. Flesh hound. flesh hound, flesh hound, uh, um, a bloodhound,
0: <laughs> warhound, red hound. Oh, I don't know the chaos dog. Fluffhound. So you
1: <laughs> you're going to have a different dynamic there, aren't you? So that that the thing's hound. obviously going to be faster than the chaos dudes. Yeah. So it can get in amongst the enemy before the um to t- sort of tie them up before the other guys get there. I, I think this. They're both. Very different war war bands that are going to be interesting to see how it changes the dynamic of the game.
0: And they've made me want to sell all my flesh hounds. Why? Because, basically, it's quite clear. Like, my flesh hounds are metal, right? They're a pain in the bum Mm. because they chip, even though I very rarely are they in any position where they hit each other. It just seems to happen. Um and they're a pain to build. The ones I've got waiting in, mm. and they're gonna be replaced by plastic miniatures at some point. There are one of two things will happen with any model that's not plastic: it will either get written out of the rules completely and disappear into the ether, or get a plastic miniature. Well, they're not gonna get rid of flesh hounds because one, you wouldn't think they would ever get rid of flesh hounds anyway, but. People
1: said the same thing about Bretonians, dude. So don't count your money.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you um, you you need to listen to the rest of my point. Do I have to? N- yes. They've okay. just released these corn blood bound, this little war band, with a flesh hound in, mm-hmm. and they aren't going to be releasing them new now to then get rid of them. So I'm going to get rid of all of mine now before they bring out the plastic ones, and then nobody wants them anyway. And then when the plastic ones come out, I'll put aside the pennies from getting rid of the metal ones. And when the plastic ones come out, I'll go and buy the plastic ones. Fair enough. And get really excited. That's so that's what I have to say on that. Are you going to get these war bands?
1: Uh, yeah, I need to get the old the um, the other two yeah, first. Do, really, yeah. I, the only reason I haven't got them is because I'd be distracted from painting what I'm painting and paint them.
0: And when are you? Um,
1: sending me your oryx um, no, I, do, oh, I, um, no. <laughs> I don't know
0: so like, i don't know i can send you mine yeah <laughs> as soon
1: as i find someone else
0: to paint my stuff for me <laughs> <laughs> so i saw some really cool stuff to do with um um oh dear the canite ones <laughs> after just taking the mick out of you for your failure to remember what you were talking about. <laughs> Daughters of Cain. Yep. Daughters of Cain. Um, where somebody had taken a Terminator from 40k and put on the snake body to make, like, Slaneshi Terminators. I Just yeah, throwing that that's in there. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah, it was cool. So I just wanted to mention that. Um I've not come across I've not seen any of the models in the flesh yet.
1: No, I haven't. I there's some stunning Marathis out there. Yeah. Um in fact I just saw one this morning where she'd done it like a uh, like a striped viper. It's a black, white and I think yellow. Um absolutely stunning. She done a cracking job of it too. Um so I I mean but I haven't actually heard much about how the army's playing yet. No, I suppose people are painting up their armies to get on the table. Yeah, and you're not really going to see how they perform against the other ones until they're playing in the heats or organised tournaments. Um, yeah, that's true. You, you you need an army painted for that to happen. So, but um, modelling wise, I'm very, all I'm seeing is Marathi, and frankly, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, she's so stunning. If I had bought a Daughters of Cain army, that would be the first thing I did. I'd be un, unable. To uh marshal myself and um do the other ones first. <laughs> um But yeah, I think um I think that's gonna be quite exciting to see how they pan out. But no, I, I I I'm the same, I haven't seen them in person yet. There was hasn't been any in Games Workshop Plymouth when I've gone in a few times, so Hmm. And there wasn't any in Games Workshop True when I went in the other day. They're not an easy um, I mean we've both been there painting up example models to go into the store cabinet and i don't think games workshops are that ge- they're not they don't do that much anymore do they it's not a necessity as it were so oh, when i started um working at plymouth we tried to get an example of everything that was being released painted up and put in the cabinet for people to see yeah um which was possible when you were having a box set released a month yeah <laughs> uh, now i just don't think it is at all possible so um Unless you hired a team of three or four painters to just sit there and paint stuff, it's not going to happen. No. Um, so you're relying, well, it's not, is it? No. <laughs> uh, it, it? relying on customers to come in and bring their examples in, I suppose. Um, yeah. so until someone does, um, we're not going to see it. I know, um, a couple of people in the Bobbin group are quite keen on them. I think Marcus might be tempted. Um, so maybe we'll see them then, but well, i see them then. But yeah. And then. And then. And then. Deep kin, oh, it is best till last, mate. So excited about this! <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculously excited about this. Uh, the, th- the thing I'm really excited about is it's it's being announced this week. Is it it's middle of this week? They've said they're going to announce it at Depticon, aren't they? So when does that start? Yeah, you're right.
0: I think I think that is middle this towards. week. Yeah.
1: Have you, There's no there's no leak at all. Only the story. That's it. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's rumours of uh of a uh, Cthulhu-like elves, but then there's been um people like is it Fahrenheit or whatever he's called. Some of the rumor blogs have said it's not that, so I literally have no idea what they're going to look like. No, or other than they're going to be like sea elves. I'm kind of hoping they're going to be an expansion of the Lothan Sea Guard, um, but then they sound quite piratical, don't they? So, maybe they're going to be an extension of one of the um, the Dark Elf units. I don't
0: know, though. You say they sound piratical. I don't know that I've read anything about that. I think the only reason you. The only thing that gives you that impression is the, the ridiculous music on the, <laughs> that little video of the ship at the well, bottom you, of the. Yes, the ship. The ship's a, a, a thing, isn't it?
1: I, if that's part of it, then that's the only thing that we've got that, you know, even remotely. Gives us an idea of what they might be like. But well, there's that story, isn't there? That was, um, yeah, that, I did. can't remember yeah. where it was released. Yeah, um, but it's order, yeah, they are order. So, order so, raiders from the deep in Gyron, bands of Idaneth Deepkin emerge from the mist to ambush and capture a war pilgrimage of the craith that is, well, I mean, who we don't even know who the craith are that okay. is aiding Alariel in the war of life. So, the idea that they're ambushing and capturing what sounds like order troops on their way to do something makes me feel that they're quite piratical yes realising that there are easier targets the mysterious sea beings attempt to strike a truce but as ever the Kraith who again we have no idea who they are are unrelenting and the Kraith pursue their attackers plunging headlong into the mists with their teeth bared I mean there's so much in that (laughs) Yep. well there is isn't there I mean who are the Kraith why do they have teeth
0: why do they have teeth (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, you know what I mean. I mean, are we talking like, are they kind of monstrous kind of guys? Or, you know, plunging headlong into the mist with their teeth bared. Sounds like something an orc would do. Mm. I just think the whole thing's really exciting. So, I think the Iduneth are going to be...
0: Apparently, according to the lexiconum, the Kraith yeah. is a sect of the Daughters of Cain. Ah, that even that's amongst its own is known for its pure bloodthirst. There we go. Well, there, yeah. Well, there we go. So we know who they are then. Yeah. Um,
1: it goes to show I should read the uh, army books before I make sweeping, exciting
0: statements. Well, that's all right. It, this is. A, we shall take our listeners on a voyage of discovery. <laughs> so, uh, Edna Deepkin,
1: yeah. Can't wait for that. Literally can't wait. It's going to make my week. I think wow, it could mean cool. I would drop everything, or I can go out and buy a whole bunch of elves. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness! Well, then you better crack on. And when are they? they announce probably announced that at the end of the week. So you've got uh, are you off on Wednesday this week. Yeah. Right. Well, you better be cracking on and getting some stuff finished then, <laughs> <laughs> just in time. To be fair, you could probably do the full malign portents thing for Adeneth. Deepkin before I even managed to get half of one done for. Oh uh, no,
1: come on! You've got them all put together now. It's all airbrush and dry brush work. Yeah, now.
0: not enough,
1: re- not enough red paint. <laughs> will paint them red then? No,
0: no, it's fine. No, I did like. I'd like to green ones. Yeah, they'll be good. They'll be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, I, I'm, I really want to build the tree as well. Oh, we've got yes, a thousand points. Tournament coming up soon for Age of Sigmar as well to talk about. Yeah, we do. So, you're yeah. just.
1: It's a shame I won't be able to put my More Crusher in that. Can you actually. not get it in? It's just a a bit silly in a thousand point army. It's like 400 points, yeah, dude. Yeah, it
0: looks amazing. Just take that and then loads of goblins.
1: <laughs> yeah, as much as I would like to, because, um, I, I would really very much like to get a nomination for Painted Army, right? But... but, uh, I don't think I'll be able to fit it in, not sensibly, unless I just took it just so I could have a nomination, <laughs> so, or just so somebody could spot the army. Because... There we are. I don't think like that. I'm super nervous about that tournament actually because I haven't played a great deal of Age of Sigma. So, but that's what this is all about, isn't it? That's that's what getting the army done was all about. It's about getting out there and playing it and learning on on a. Well, tournament. the last
0: time I played <laughs> in the Age of Sigma, thousand point event at big the the people were fantastic like just yeah. just mentioning that around the whole thing because obviously understandably if you haven't played a lot you you know you can be quite nervous about about playing it's more about well it might not be for you but it's it's less about being nervous about oh can i win or not it's it's about not not ending up doing something wrong that makes the other person, ruins the other person's game or what have you.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing for me. Or taking so much time that it just
0: ruins the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, on the the plus side, at least with, you know, presuming you don't go for my stupid idea of taking loads of goblins, your model count's going to be fairly low. So hopefully the time factor won't be as big a one. I should have a fairly sizable squad of goblins in there.
1: I, the games I have played, I've used them as a tar pit in the middle to sort of bind up an enemy unit and then move my l- more powerful units into attack where I where I want them to. Problem is with that is a goblin unit is quite a big unit, so it can block the other my, my the rest of my armies from getting into combat, which is a bit of a pain. Maybe I need to go on tabletop tactics and. We well, won't a good find much there because
0: they just do forty k. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> but we're we're gonna be playing some games soon anyway, aren't we? So we we'll get some games in. Yeah. And plus the, the you know, the great yeah. thing about about it is that you get to, to get to play three games that day. So also, depending on what time you turn up here, we can play some get uh, play a game the night before. Yes. Ah.
1: That's a good idea. So mate, let's um let's move on into the community. To the community And uh And have a chat about what's been going on. A plan. It's almost like we have
0: a schedule. It's community time. Come on down. (laughs) So, Ben, community. This is uh, two weeks on from the launch of our groundbreaking, incredible, (laughs) up-to-date, awesome technological website that tells people everything they could ever need to know about what's going on events-wise. Is that fairly accurate? Well, we try.
1: Uh, Up-to-date as much as we can do. And thank you for everyone who's been sending us um, messages asking us to pop their clubs on or events. Um, Keep doing that, guys, because we love it. And, um, it's been really cool to just sort of see the network appear on our map, actually. I mean, the Southwest is, is, uh, nice and full of, uh, gaming clubs, it turns out. <laughs> also, I've realized that I, my impression of the Southwest is a bit odd. It, it doesn't seem to include Dorset or anything that way. I just think, I just think of Cornwall, Devon, Somerset, Bristol. It's <laughs> everything along the, anything that the M5 goes through. Yeah. <laughs> It's the Southwest and everything else is. Anyway, so I've, um, I've learnt a bit about geography too. Well, that's good, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, one of the biggest events that's happened in the Southwest, um, over the last couple of weeks was, uh, the regional, uh, X-Wing tournament, which is, which is a really, really big deal, actually. Um, I don't know. If any of you guys listen of, of play X-Wing, I'm sure you do. Um, but the, there's only 10 of these in the, in the country a year and they're, they're pro- official tournaments and, um, places have to bid to have them.
0: Yeah, to I run didn't them. know that. That's really it impressive su- that the guys down there got that, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, it is. It really is. But it also doesn't surprise me because their curtain games is super dynamic and they're impressing everyone that I, I've heard has gone to their, um, events, um, all come back telling me that I should go, um, and they're top things to go to, so I'm kind of not surprised, and I'm I'm also impressed at the same time, if you see what I mean Um, so, well done to them for getting that, Um, it happened on the
0: 10th this month, and it sounds like it was a a huge success really, it sounds like they nearly shut down the fish and chip shop
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, it started off with a bacon butty and finished with fish and chips, so it can't
0: be that bad a day, can it? Sounds ble- oh, and there was a pasty in the middle. Did you see that the <laughs> answer that is, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, on. I
1: struggled to play three games in a day. The guys who won this tournament sound like they've they've been, <laughs> they've played a far, fair few more than that. Um,
0: yeah, they they were playing till one o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, I mean that's insane. I mean the, um Rob, who you know, was telling me all about it, who um, is one of the curtain team, he uh, he he described it as an endurance event for the players, and I think that is that is money, you know, bang on the money really. Because uh, if you're playing till one o'clock in the morning and you have started, you know, over twelve hours previous, you've gone through multiple rounds just to get into the final cut, and then you know more games to from that point onwards. That is that is insane. So six rounds to start with, then further three 75-minute elimination rounds, and then a two-hour-long final. It
0: is. That's it's intense. mental, isn't it? That is dedication.
1: I mean, you've you, you got, you got to be fairly physically fit to do that as <laughs> well. He's standing up for... I was for... going to say,
0: I'd have to take a chair. I would. Chair. Well, you know, one of those little fold-out stools. Like oh, sod that.
1: I'd have a fishing chair. One of those big recliner ones with, like, a, <laughs> a, tra-
0: <laughs> a drink in them. A... Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like where's 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 Ben and he should be asleep in the corner absolutely absolutely so um
1: the winner of, in the end of all that was uh Rob Pearson's congratulations to you, and he saw off Ben Saunders in the final um loving some of the other prizes here so the best best costume every, uh, star wars costumes were always great. people put an <laughs> awful lot of effort into them um was a rebel trooper, so i'd love to, I haven't seen pictures of that i'd if um if anyone's got pictures of uh Steve Rumpold in his rebel trooper outfit then send them our way cuz we do like a bit of cosplay um <laughs> on the other point of cosplay if you're good at cosplay in 40k games workshop are giving free tickets to a number of um the best cosplay attendees for Warhammer so if
0: yeah, you if I you send them that.
1: their pictures they'll um you're in in for a chance of a free ticket so if you're the proud owner of a space marine suit or a Cadian, um, Cadian Trooper
0: kit, then go for it. You should send off, mate. You could get a free one for looking like a Chaos Spawn. Thanks, man. <laughs> 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 oh, I find myself so funny. Um,
1: it's One of the things that I was really cool to see is the best repainted squadron. Oh, yes. yes. So, I mean, that obviously for those who don't know, and obviously for those who do, but uh, not maybe not so obvious for those who don't. It's probably my least coherent sentence of the evening, but um, X-wing stuff comes pre-painted, and it's not bad actually. I mean, it's not super good, but it's not bad. It's certainly
0: it's pretty good to be fair. It is, like, isn't it? It's it's much better than the um, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons Star stuff Trek you can get. One. Oh, oh yeah, yes,
1: yeah, the yeah. Star Trek and Murder. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the best repainted squadron um, went to Dominic Flanagan. Uh, congratulations, mate! Um, really liked those. They looked superb, actually. Um, and uh, we'll obviously have pictures on our show notes for people to have a look at. Um, and I'll put the full report on, on as a blog post, as a visitor blog post, on our website too, because um, I think it's really interesting. Um, these these things, these kind of organised play things. That oh no, it's nice to see Games Workshop starting to do them, but other companies are way ahead of the curve on this. Um, you get special tokens and cards and goodness knows what for uh, turning up and and doing well. Um, so I'm glad to see that you know that games workshop are following that.
0: But um, you know, XP. Yeah, it's an, uh, it's it's nice to see a recognition of the fact that there are multiple reasons why people play, yeah. and they're all valid. Yep, yeah, I absolutely. love it. I really do like. I really do think it's a great thing.
1: So um if you're interested in seeing what went on um Curtin I've got a Twitch channel which is really cool and the links will be on our show notes and um you can go on and watch it. Unfortunately, when I had time to watch it live because I did sit down and it it was a live stream of two dudes eating fish and chips so, <laughs> so <laughs> um that was which intense. is a bit of a shame. It was it was it was pretty I don't know, touch and go for a while. <laughs> no but uh um, it's wicked that they do that and um it's it's excellent they've got that equipment to do that. So their tournaments are uh like I said, get a lot of good um good feedback. So it it may be just worth, you know, popping on there for anything. And there's an upcoming um Age of Sigmar one and forty K one's very recently as well, so um they've just had that this weekend. Uh forty K one. So if you're interested in watching Twitch and you're on Twitch, then have a shoot onto there. So there we go. That's the uh, X Wing Southwest Regional. Um, just every every week we talk about Curtain Games as a local awesome venue, and uh, we re- we just haven't been. We need to no, sort that no. out, dude. I, I'm I gonna know. make I'm gonna make a serious effort to do it because um, because I think um, I'm really keen
0: to go down there. Well, it's right say between us, both So we need to do it. So um, what else have we got going on? Good question, Ben. What else have we got going on? So, we wanted to give a bit of a mention to a um, couple of gaming clubs. There's a new one. Did you say Game On started yeah. up in Plymouth? Game On star- opened its
1: doors yesterday, which would be Saturday. Um, it's a new one in Plymouth. Um, again, links will be on our on our um, show notes. Um, and is
0: that affiliated with a store, or is that an independent thing? I don't Do think it know? is affiliated with a store, Um Okay. Well, that doesn't really matter. What matters is. is where is it and when is it? So, um Powerbounce
1: 14 Given Lane in Plymouth. And it looks like it's a weekend thing, so
0: Saturdays. Um and are you going to be adding that to our club listing? I will do. Yeah. I will do. Excellent. Um so pa- Powerbounce
1: looks like it's a it's a sports venue. There's pictures of um the gaming table set up amongst weightlifting kits, so if anyone's a lifter, um, they can get in a few weights before the club starts and <laughs> head over to the squat rack for um, for uh, a few cheeky sets in between games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's stylish. obviously Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's important to stay fit while you're playing this hobby, because you're sat in your house a lot of the time painting.
0: Well, I find I am. Um, so you, uh, you do. I, to be honest, I'm. I do squats while I'm painting. Well, good for you. Yeah. It gives all more reason to start a, a two piece video <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 with your head bobbing up and down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it was um, started yesterday. As ran from six till eleven o'clock. Um, and it, if if Gibbon Lane, fourteen Gibbon Lane, um, the power bounce there is going to be their regular venue, which I suspect very much it is then, um, uh, that's where it is. So, good luck to you guys. Um, we'll keep an eye out. It adds to, of course, we can't really mention them without sort of doing a brief overview of the other stuff that's in Plymouth, so, um, uh, and nearby. So you've got Darkstar Games, which runs out of Darkstar Comic and Games, which is a little favourite, little shop of mine off towards the Barbican. I used to buy all my Dungeons & Dragons stuff in there, and role-playing stuff in there. Nice little place. So that that's them. And, uh, Cross Swords, out at Ivy Bridge. They're a long-standing, awesome little club. And then, of course, you've got uh, Antics and Talk Workshop Plymouth if you fancy either of those.
0: Yeah. So there's a fair few places in... Uh, there's quite Africa, a bit. So, um, yeah. I mean, Cross Swords is um, particularly close to my heart because uh, Mr. Cross, who me and him set that one up together, and Mike, a really good friend of mine, um, runs it with him now. And it's in a pub... Downstairs in a pub, they do good food, and it's in a pub, if I hadn't mentioned that already. That's (laughs) flipping awesome. Um, So yeah, that's Ace, and quite busy as well, 40 to 50 people every night on a Thursday um, out there, which is pretty cool. Um, And then you've also got Plymouth Association of Wargamers as well. Yeah, you have. It's on a Sunday. Um, I've forgotten.
1: How can I forget about them? They're like a...
0: (laughs) They've been going for so long that they practically dominate the southwest. <laughs> <laughs> so they they've been going quite a long time. So that's in the Scout Hut, um, just off, and it's just off. I say it's in the Scout Hut, as if there's one Scout Hut in Plymouth. <laughs> 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 it's just off the A38 at the Manadon Roundabout. Um, I mean, all of this stuff's on the website, guys. So anybody in Plymouth, basically, that wants a game can get a game most days. Um, lots going on down there.
1: So yeah, brilliant. So let's have a look at what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. It's not particularly busy, to be honest, dude. Um, no, so, you were
0: saying that. Yeah, I there's, a,
1: there's a forty k tournament running at Barb's Model and Games, um, which is in Red Ruth on the twenty second, yeah. um, and then there's a Star Wars Destiny event run by Curtain Games on the thirty first of March. Um, I really must get into Destiny because it, it, a lot of people say it's the best card game out there. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Almost everyone I talk to about card games says it's the best card game out there. Mm. I'd like to give it a go, to be honest. Mind you, the problem is I find card games a little bit like cardboard drug addiction. I just end up buying packets of the damn things. Had to curb my Magic the Gathering card buying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Looking a little bit forward, it's an important one to point out. Salute 2018 is on the 14th of April, so that's not that far
0: away at all no that is coming up fast and And big event it is a big event very very worth going to if you've not been before um it's certainly my experience been twice it's more if you want to go and see cool stuff to buy um it's it's like a giant sale stand so they didn't have as many uh, like participation games and stuff when i went there yeah um but everyone's there and it it is it's very impressive um also, just looking through. So, Games Workshop Cribs Causeway store birthday on the 28th. We were talking about this just now, and I wasn't sure what the date was, but I should have checked our own calendar because it's in there, 28th of April. Um, day before Ben and I are at the big Age of Sigma tournament. Yeah. So yep. Yeah. Absolutely. going to be good. Um, I suppose another one to, to shout out
1: just a little bit in advance is the, is the London Grand Tournament. Um, yes. On the 18th of May. So tickets are still on sale for that. So, And they are really going to town this time in the Olympic venue. So um, they've got Inquisitor event running, which is ridiculous. Um, and that just goes to show how, how, how much of an effort they're putting in to, to to have a have a supporting thing for every game that they can possibly do. Um, I, I think it's going to be wicked. I really wish I could afford to go down there and do that, but I really... Next year, I think we want to try and do it, Dan, because um, their goal listening to I think it was Age of Sigbra where they did an interview with them. It's another podcast. um The guy who was organizing it saying he wants to make it the Adepticon of of the the UK. So I really hope they do that. <laughs> I really that's do. That's ace, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's that. I think uh, that's a little overview of what we've got coming up and what we've have had done. And um like I said, if you're running an event or want an event on there, then give us a shout. Um, it's time to move into the wilds, I think, Dad.
0: Wilds Dun <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hi guys, um, welcome back, and
0: we're in the wilds. Um, I hope everyone is suitably refreshed. Um, <laughs> Do you know, we've not mentioned the refreshments the last two segments, or the drop pod. No. Oh my goodness.
1: Ah, well, as we're coming into land in our drop pod, blah blah blah, and the, you know, the thing's open, the door's open, and we're stuck in the middle of a Nurgle cesspit, and um, I start purging everything with a flame, and Dan starts licking the floor. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We are in, uh, we are in the words. And, um, I got a chance to play, uh, Outlands, the second edition. So it's been rewritten. So not a great deal of the main mechanics been changed, but, um, some little tweaks in it, um, that have made it, um, I've solved a few of the problems I've had with it before. So what probably the only thing that I found as a sticking point is you roll for priority every turn, a bit like Age of Sigma, mm-hmm. and you could very easily end up because it's effectively you're either the active player or the reactive player you could end up being the reactive player for a fair few turns the last edition yeah. but this edition they've kind of fixed that as it were so that your chances of um, of being the active player increase by quite a bit actually if you were the reactive player um, so that's pretty really cool they've um, changed a few other things in there like uh, um, the points cost for abilities and cheaper so you can have a a more skilled gang faster um sniper rifles have been nerfed a little bit because they were a bit of a pain in the ass to play before actually <laughs> um it, yeah they dominated the game and they've they've nerfed them a little bit which i think was a really good thing to do um but yeah again it, it just uh, i used my ramshackle gang then oh yeah um and uh, john played with his um a little squad of judge dread miniatures so it, it ended up like i'm not a Hugely au fait with uh, the Judge Dread sort of comics. But you know the film where the guys are out in the wastelands? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Who, what those, ever those guys called it felt a little bit like a gang of judges seeing off some, some of those guys from the city. Yeah. Um, it's a very good game to play. It's very fun, very fast. Game lasted an hour and I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest. I was being guided (laughs) by John. Um, one of the things that I like about it is that it's you get really cinematic moments because you react and act at the same time. So a guy can jump out of cover, fire a shot, miss or hit or do whatever, but then actually get shot straight away for doing that. See, rather than waiting to the next turn, you get quite dynamic cinematic moments that I really like in it.
0: Um, I must, I must play really because we talk about it quite a bit. Certainly, you you talk about it obviously because you have experience of playing it. Um, and it's great. It's great hearing about it because it sounds like something that you really enjoy. So it would be it nice is. to play. Yeah, I
1: do enjoy it because we quite often talk about pickup games. And one of the things I like about Outlands is that actually it can very easily be a pickup game. So if you didn't have anything set up at the club, you could grab five models, uh, a kind of wall band that you'd set up previously and just written out, um, head on down and you can play on any scenery yeah literally any scenery and play it um i haven't bought anything other than the rule book for it and i can play it now and and you've got that free range to play you could play 40k models playing a 40k scenario using the you know the rule set so it's quite it's quite a versatile thing and equally at the same time it has enough enough depth that you can make a quite an in-depth little campaign if you wanted to and um they're talking about Making new rule sets as well to play kind of matched play. So it's a little bit more tactical because I think I've explained before that, that the whole point of the game was to create something fun, um, that didn't take itself seriously. Um, for new, for it was designed for a new player that they were trying to made off the cuff originally, I think, to, uh, to get someone into wargaming. Mm. And, and John is now looking to make a, you know, a more tactical version of it where you, you have a 10 man team. Um, and you, you're going to pick your team and then play a mission. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite excited to see how that, I think it's called Strike Force or something like that, but, uh, um, that's going to be really excited. So I think I'm really keen to see where they go and what they come up with because, um, they've certainly got the passion and the drive to do it. Um, you know, to, to really set, get a good set of rules. And honestly, guys, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, under a tenner for the book. I don't know what the cost is, but it's under a tenner. and it's just, worth picking up and having a read and having a go with it. I think it's ace. Yeah, well, you
0: can't go so far wrong if you can use any models you've already got, can you? Cause that's no, the, you can't. I mean, that's often the barrier, is, is needing to paint up more models.
1: Exactly. That's often what stops me from getting into a system, is is the uh, is having to paint more models. Mm. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to have a quick chat about tonight, Dan, I don't know if you've heard about it. Have you heard of Gasland? Yeah, I have. So, Gaslands is by Osprey, um, who I used to know Osprey or still know Osprey for, right, making little kind of books, um, on military regiments, uniforms. Yes. Yeah. Campaigns, battles. And they used to be on um, those revolving stands. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few for, because well, I do reenact and I've got a few from that. So, um, particularly if I want to, get a a brief overview of something i quite often find them very useful but obviously um Mm. war gamers use them quite a lot because if um if they want to paint a regiment or something they can get the book that's appropriate and then you know model the regiment appropriately Mm. they they do a bunch of rule sets and the newest one they've done is gaslands again very easy buy-in um because it's designed to be used with matchbox and hot wheels cars (laughs) this was a challenge Actually, I had to find time to go to Morrison's and buy a box of <laughs> Hot Wheels <laughs> <laughs> when my son wasn't around to see them, because <laughs> so, he loves Hot Wheels. So I've uh, I bought a, a pack and gave him one, so that kind of kept him happy. Um, but there are some really wicked add-on pack stuff that companies are making to go with Hot Wheels. and um, What, to upgrade them to and like, m- work for this game? Yeah, yeah. So with mini guns and, you know, turn them into technicals and things like that. So, uh, one of them actually is, uh, is Ramshackle Miniatures. They do a £20 add-on pack, which has got riders and whatnots in there. Oh, cool. And they also, they also do to scale bikers for it as well. So, um, cause bikers are in the book, um, which is really, really wicked. I think that's awesome. <laughs> um, that's £20 and you get things like, um, Plows to go on the front and um, extra plating to go on your vehicles and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, uh, another one that, um, so far that I come across is Atlas Miniatures. They've got a, a bunch of kits for it. They also do some pretty cool sort of alternative Blood Bowl stuff in there as well. But they um, um, say so they're quite cool. But Mad Kit weapons, and you get things like mini guns and uh, rocket launchers, flamethrowers, and all sorts of stuff to go on your on your Hot Wheels. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing those modeling wise. Um, quite a lot actually. Um, and the rule set looks quite good. I had a quick flick through it. Quite excited to play my first game. Next time I meet up with John, we're going to give the rules a, a spin. Oh, right. And see how they play. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's a nice, easy buy in as well. So, you, I mean, Hot Wheels aren't expensive. They're like a pound fifty a car. Mm. And they're in practically every
0: supermarket in the country. <laughs>
1: well, i so, would be interested
0: um, to hear how you uh how you get on with it, be good yep,
1: yeah, and um we're not far off the uh,
0: fallout release a couple of months now, yeah, it's funny, that just seems right. to have taken forever, doesn't it?
1: mm it does yeah they appear to have released the rules as a PDF though this week oh right which I saw on uh, I saw on Instagram so that was a purchasable PDF oh I don't know the details of that, so I'll, I'll, um before I say anything concrete. I'd hold off on
0: getting excited about that. <laughs> Don't go getting over the top and then find out it's not actually the case. You'll be sad.
1: Yeah, because I'm quite excited about that. I've got to be honest, as anyone knows. But actually, it's one of those things where now it's been so long that incitement has a bit died off of it. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame, really. But I'm sure when they release it, cause it's difficult to keep on the on the kind of excitement, isn't it? I mean, we saw that when they announced 8th edition 40K. Mm. It's so like, just release the damn box now, please. <laughs> um, on other Into the Wilds news, Dan, I undercoated my Saga army. So. Oh!
0: How many points? Six. Seven, uh, four. Four. Not big. That's all right. I, yeah. I've got a four point Saga force, so we'll be able to actually play. And they've got their new edition out. Yeah
1: which I'm hearing good things about too which I haven't had a chance to have a spin I only used to play the last one I've only played that a couple of times but yeah so there we go that's our little venture into the wilds Um, I've written um, a blog post on our website about my thoughts about Outlands. so if anyone wants to see it so I'm really sorry that um, if anyone is listening through our older episodes and thinking okay where are the show notes that is entirely due to my incompetence so um, Alexander um used to host our website and um, for various reasons he had stopped doing that but essentially because um, protecting everyone's website he was running from all of the crap people throughout it online has actually become quite difficult. So we are now hosting our own but I didn't have time to take this, the show notes off um, and save them to move on to the new website um or, in fact, just port the website over, which is why we've rebuilt it, which in some ways has been a good thing. But in the process, it means I've lost the show notes. So I'm really sorry about that. Um As much as I would like to go back and listen to us jabber crap for tw- two hours, <laughs> which would be 40 hours of my life, to rewrite the show notes, I think that's going to have to be something that we're going to drip feed into the website over time. Um Yeah, so sorry. But we've got the new ones up and um hope you enjoy them they're there for you to see and um and we're going to start writing blog i'm going to start writing little bits on other things that we do as well on there but um there we go i might yeah i'll see that
0: i believe it Uh, you'll, you'll believe it when you see it i think you meant to say that I do, but it's late and I'm tired. And <laughs> Guys. And the the pestilence of Nurgle. That is is it. That's it. That's what it is. The Nurgle pestilence. That's why I've gone a little quiet, unusually, out of character. It's just starting to... Still licking the trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was what you said just <sighs> now about um, the drop pod landing and I start licking the floor and I, I sort of looked down at the carpet and I thought, mm, man. So I've just been down there. Oh, so. um, yes. Anyway, that is episode 20. Pretty phenomenal to have got here. Pretty amazed by all the support, uh, feedback from you guys. It's just fantastic. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and we hit 500 uh,
1: follows on Instagram today. Yes. So, yes. Which is, which is super stoked us because, I mean, neither of us are particularly prolific or fantastic painters. So often it's the, it's the super painters that catch people's eyes on that. So, you know, it's, it's nice to have 500 followers who actually think we're worth... Following.
0: Following. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And you know that means now, as a minimum, as a minimum, we have had 20 conversations in the last 12 months, you and I. I know. That's pretty cool. I'm,
1: I'm seeking help for it. I, I mean, it's quite difficult to find a decent counsellor on the NHS nowadays, so I've had to go otherwise, but... <laughs> <you> know, <laughs>
0: you're so funny but for me I've loved it so I'm not going to (laughs) make those jokes because I am so happy that I get to chat to you so often are you feeling bad yet? I am a little bit that's it guys thank you very much for listening don't forget check us out Instagram, Facebook Twitter, YouTube normal ye oldie www.webstuff. Yeah. We're everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Catch you next time, guys. See you later, guys. Bye.